Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Hey, Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Barbara Blackwell with Chicken Salad Chick. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you so much, Lee. I'm so excited to be here. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about Chicken Salad Chick. Well, so Chicken Salad Chick started um, with our founder, Stacy Brown, when she was on a quest to find the perfect chicken salad. When she quickly realized that the perfect chicken salad was different for everyone. So in her kitchen, she went to work creating recipes for 12 different flavors. This turned into a home-based business, which soon became so popular that she could no longer operate it out of her home. And this led to our first restaurant in Auburn, Alabama. And today... We have 193 restaurants in 17 states. So when she initially came up with the concept, it wasn't to build a franchise or empire. It was, hey, I got this cool idea. Let me experiment. Let me play around. And then it just kind of organically grew there in Alabama. Yes, absolutely. So she was really just looking for the perfect chicken salad and she couldn't find it. So she started with a couple recipes and she tested it out with friends, family and neighbors. And then, um, you know, she would test it out with a friend and they say, well, why don't you add some grapes? Because I kind of like grapes and maybe some nuts in my chicken salad. And then she tried that with a relative and they'd say, well, I don't really like fruity nutty. I kind of like spicy. How about some jalapenos? So it really started to evolve from there. And that's when, like I said, she realized that the perfect chicken salad was different for everyone. And um, she started with 12 original recipes. And that really came from family and friends. So there's a personal connection. So then what uh, was the impetus to say, you know what, this can be a franchise? Well, so when she opened up the first restaurant in Auburn, it was uh, was a takeout um, business unit. She ran out of over 40 pounds of chicken salad in one hour. And then every day she would make more chicken salad and she continued to run out. So... She looked at her business partner. She says, I think we really have something here. And it, it became so popular in the community that they really thought they had something that could really be franchised and scalable. So after that first store, then they uh, went on the path to franchise? Well, yes. Yeah. So they went to find some um, franchise partners that could help them to, you know, seed the seed the business so that they could then um, begin to grow um, and franchise the business. And then um, from that standpoint, it becomes a different business, right? Like at one point you're selling chicken salad, the next thing you're selling chicken salad franchises. Um, Well, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So how did she handle that kind of transition? 
Well, because it was important for us to maintain the made from scratch um, element because we make our chicken um, every day by hand from scratch. The important piece there was to make sure that we didn't lose that. So a lot was put into um, how do we scale the recipe um, among the 12 flavors so that we can maintain that flavor profile. And the other piece was how do we maintain the Southern hospitality feel um, that was part of the first restaurant? Um, so those were you know, definitely some of the components that um, were factored into the um, expansion. Now, um, having expanded to already, you know, close to 200 locations, is it, um, are you, is the ideal franchisee, is it that person, you know, with a dream of, I want to have my own chicken salad restaurant, or is this a complimentary brand in someone's portfolio? Yeah, so it, it's a little bit of both. And, and we have um, some very unique um, franchise owners in that many have not even uh, been in the restaurant business before. Um, we have um, several um, owners that are husband and wife owners. Um, we have owners that, you know, the entire family um, is getting into the business. And then we have those, you know, traditional owners where they have other uh, restaurant concepts in their portfolio. So now from your standpoint, you don't care which direction they come from, or are you looking for more of one over the other? Well, no. I mean, we're looking for someone that wants to get into the restaurant business, but really is getting into it because they really enjoy um, serving others. Um, they love the Southern hospitality. Um, they obviously love the story, um, the genesis for the brand, and they want to be a part of that. Um, the other piece is that we're we're very involved in um, our communities. So, you know, those people that come on board as franchisees are oftentimes um, well-known in their communities because they're serving their communities and other capacities. So now your role with the organization is the um, director of catering. How does catering come into play for individual franchisees? Yeah, so um, catering is a, is a perfect complement um, for our brand. And so um, we've been able to um, scale and grow the program um, by building a solid infrastructure that makes it very easy for our owner operators to execute um, this off-premise opportunity. So your job is to do what then? Invent kind of clever ways for them to penetrate the local market with catering options? Or are you helping them actually build these relationships locally? Yeah, so um, I, I'm, I'm pretty much involved in the entire um, process um, from a scalable standpoint. So um, I help, you know, develop the menu, develop the um, technology and under other vendor partners that we need to be able to help our owner operators execute at the store level, um, building a website that offers ease of ordering for our customers. I also work with our marketing team to develop um, um, social media, digital, um, and sales um, tactics for our owner operators to be able to create awareness trial um, of catering in their communities. And, and we like the high touch. So oftentimes um, we're out with samples, um, visiting uh, local businesses um, in order to um, generate trial. 
Now, um, for like what's kind of the best case scenario in terms of the percentage of their revenue coming from catering? Is it a large percentage of overall revenue? Well, um, right now, I would not say it's a large percentage. Um, um, Our primary business is our dine-in business. Um, Our catering business is secondary to that. Um, But certainly, um, we're building that, um, that business as a percent of sales. Because that's a great way for them to enhance their sales and kind of minimally disrupting their day-to-day operations, right? No, absolutely. Um, catering is one of the best ways to drive incremental sales um, because you're using your existing staff. Um, where you're utilizing the existing um, you know, food products that we have. Our chicken salad travels very well, so it's, it's ideal for catering. Um, our menu appeals to both um, folks looking to plan social events as well as corporate business meetings. So it doesn't have to be a um, kind of a business lunch. It could be, you know, a, a, like a shower, a wedding shower oh. or something. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, um, every week we're, we're catering um, baby showers and wedding showers. And then throughout the week, um, we're working with corporate businesses. We're working with um, uh, churches, medical centers, um, you name it. Um, we Our catering is ideal for every business segment. So now you mentioned the original 12 flavors. How often do the flavors get um, kind of refreshed or do those 12 stay the same and then you kind of cycle in seasonal flavors or maybe regional or local flavors? Yeah, so the original 12 flavors are um, constant to our menu, but what we do is we offer LTO flavors um, throughout the year. So about four times a year, we're going to introduce a limited time only flavor. And so that um, introduces new product news. Now, while um, a lot of our guests, they select their favorite, um, there are opportunities to try something new. Is there a new one going on now? Yes, our Pam's Parmesan Caesar um, is in stores now. So certainly you want to try it. It is absolutely delicious. And then you are that's something you're constantly year-round working on, and then you're just rolling them out once you've got it all figured out um, quarterly? Yeah, so, I mean, the, while the recipe is certainly important, um, we like the personal connection. Um, so Pam's Parmesan Caesar is actually named after uh, a team member um, that worked with us. Um, and um, unfortunately, um, um, she lost her battle with cancer. So you'll find with every flavor, there is a personal connection similar to the 12 flavors, similar to the original 12 flavors that were um, connected to Stacy, um, whether they were friends or relatives. So um, that's part of what you'll always see. So now what is, uh, when you have somebody in the market, what are some of the things they're doing to kind of immerse themselves in that local market to really serve their clients? Yeah, no, thank you for that question. So each and every market is different. So our local um, owner operators connect with the local charities um, and community efforts that resonate with um, their, their guests. And so um, typically when we have a grand opening, um, we're going to collect um, funds to support the local um, food bank. 
um, uh, or support cancer research. So it really um, is predicated on the, on the community. So oftentimes our owners will select that partnership. And then so you give them some autonomy and what are the, the nonprofits that are kind of aligned with them and, and in line yes. with you so that it becomes personal? Absolutely. Absolutely. So now, um, are your franchisees, are they primarily women or are they uh, both genders? Like what is the uh, t- typical profile of that franchisee look like? Yeah, they are, they are absolutely uh, both genders. Like I said earlier, um, we do have um, several hus- husband and wife um, owners. So yes, it is both genders. So it could be like a family um, or like a, maybe a parent and a child can say, hey, let's do this so we can really work together. Because it sounds like the whole vibe is very family oriented and you want to create that kind of comfortable space where people... It kind of it's almost nostalgic in some ways. No, you're no, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Uh, I just met a a family. Um, it was it's a dad, it's a daughter, and it's a son, and um, they're going to be opening up uh, a chicken salad chick here in the next month or so. So so you're absolutely right. So now, do you have any advice for um, young women like that want to maybe pursue this as a career or just kind of maybe share a little bit about your story about how you've been able to kind of um, achieve so much in your career? No, thank you. So, so my entire career has been in the restaurant industry. Um, I've worked in operations, marketing, and catering sales across several business segments from fast food to fine dining. And over the last several years, I find that I keep coming back to the restaurant catering space just because I enjoy it so much. And so with that said, what I would say is do something that you enjoy because if you enjoy it, you will excel. And when you excel at something over a course of several years, you will become an expert. And once you become an expert, you've built intellectual capital that companies will find valuable. I would also say that you wanna work, learn and have fun. I've been doing this for many years and I'm still learning, but I'm having fun at the same time. And then finally, you probably heard this before, but network, network, network. I've been able to build some really um, awesome relationships with industry peers, and that's been extremely helpful because when I'm dealing with it, you know, a certain um, situation looking um, for solutions, I can reach out to one of my industry peers um, for some feedback. Also, um, when you network, um, Job opportunities, and again, you've become an expert. Job opportunities come looking for you. And so that's a great place to be. And then finally, I would say, um, find a professional mentor. Um, I've had a professional mentor throughout my career. Now, um, in terms of Chicken Salad Chick, what is the growth plans uh, coming up? Are you bullish, uh, you know, as we come out of this pandemic, are things breaking your way? Yeah, um, we're actually opening up 
uh, new store um, uh, next next week in Slidell, Louisiana. Um, and we have some other upcoming uh, grant openings in um, Hopkinsville, Kentucky. So we are planning to end the year with over 200 stores. Um, we have several stores slated for opening next year. And our long-term expansion plan um, is to have 500 stores by 2025. And then you're building kind of from the Southeast outward? Well, yeah, so um, we're currently, our stores are located in the southern border up around the southeast. And then if you come in, we're over to Ohio and down uh, to Texas. Um, so that's our existing territory. Um, we're building out in some of those areas, and then we're going to continue to expand. Well, Barbara, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Um, it's an amazing journey that you've been on, and uh, the impact that you're having on folks is real. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lee. Now, if somebody wants to learn more about Chicken Salad Chick, whether the restaurant or the franchise opportunity, is there a website? Absolutely. Please visit us at chickensaladchick.com to view our restaurant and catering menus and to find a restaurant near you and find out more about our franchise opportunities. Good stuff. Well, thank you again, Barbara, for sharing your story. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.